Hello and welcome to Reverse Zine Polarity. Oh god, <laughs> that is. Oh my god. I'm so good. Hello, welcome to Reversing Polarity, Doctor Who fancast, where in this very special episode we have a very special guest to talk about zines. If you couldn't guess, it's a horrible pun. I was given 30 seconds to come up with it, and I'm very proud of myself. You were given 90 seconds. No, you were not given 90 seconds. How the fuck was I? If if I'd spent 90 seconds, would I have come up with anything better? And the answer is categorically no. No. I would have come up with something worse, because that's how my puns work. The longer I think, the worse they get. Um, anyway, my name is Rosie. My pronouns are they them, and uh, we've we've had a week. We've had some times. My name is A. My pronouns are they them. One day I will not work late. Oh. <laughs> and hello, we have a special yes, guest. that's me. Yes, introduce yourself. <laughs> um, my name is Catherine, and my pronouns are she/her. Hell yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I feel like we should have like a a, a, a sofa that we invite people on like talk show wise. <laughs> it could be that, but we're recording on Discord in different it locations. Could be that so I sofa can't... you didn't buy because you're a Yes, I should have <laughs> a coward. <laughs> I will slide on the end of your very nice looking sofa. Excellent. Where did you get it, by the way? Wow. Uh, um, the um... probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Come on, it's the Oxfam Superstore. We have a very good you have If you visit Oxfam Oxford, Superstore? Are you we have only? an Oxfam Superstore. It's possibly my favourite shop in Oxford. What were we podcasting about again, guys? Charity <laughs> shops. Charity shops, Charity obviously. Shops, fantastic. So we saw Catherine on Twitter talking about zines and wanting to promote zines on podcasts. And we were like, we have a podcast. We like hearing about cool things people do. Oh, yeah. So do you want to start by telling us a bit about your 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 zine interests well this is this is a very long story but i'll try and i'll try and shorten it down um my zine interests started when i started seeing a a mutual on tumblr um creating books out of you know doctor who fix and that and i thought that's so cool like you're actually selling these and you're making money for charity and like so i sent them an email and like oh when can I apply? Like, I'm I'm desperate to do this. Like, I'd love to be a published author. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one coming up. Um, and it was one about gender in Doctor Who. Ooh. And it was There's about... lots of gender in Doctor Who. There is so much. It's jam-packed full. And it was called, it's called Gender Who. And the aim was to raise money for a charity in Canada that helped trans people to sort of get support, find housing, whatever. And I wrote for it and it came and I was holding this physical book of something I'd written. And oh, like when you when you read a book um, in, in a bookshop, you like sniff the book, you like smell the pages, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, it's the whole book experience. But like holding a book that you're in, in your hands, is I cannot describe to you how cool that feels. So I I sort of published in this in this one scene, and time went along, and I was involved with a few other projects, and it started out as as kind of a joke um, on a Discord server. I said we could just make a book of this, you know, um, just like a book <laughs> of all our random trashy stories. Um, and to my surprise, people took it seriously. Um, so I was like, haha, yeah, I'm going to make a zine, you guys. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Um, and what started as kind of a joke and kind of an offhanded comment <laughs> became <laughs> what would later be referred to as the hope scene and my first ever sort of zine project that I'd worked on. Um and the hope scene was basically um, started started from a joke, but um, it was a book of Doctor Who stories created over lockdown by fan creators, fan artists, and just sort of stuck all together. Um, and we were trying to raise money for a charity in the UK, uh, Frontline Nineteen, which uh, helped, well, still helps um, COVID nineteen uh, frontline healthcare workers with their mental health and counselling. And stuff like that. And um, after it finished, I was sort of like, this was like last November. So I sat there and going, oh my God, <laughs> I'm 
sitting here like 10 months on I've got a book that's like my own book I've got stickers I've got everything <laughs> this is the best thing ever um so <laughs> against the <laughs> sort of warnings of other people he was like Catherine Catherine take a break Catherine stop <laughs> just just you know take a breather for like five seconds I was like no no no, no. I have to I have to do more um so I got planning and I thought of the best idea of all time, um, which was to create a storybook, a zine, of the Master's Adventures on Earth during Spyfall Part 2. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much as a premise. Just the, that, and the premise of it basically is you have one story for every decade, one piece of art for every decade, and it tells this sort of, these stories over the 77 years he was on Earth and I thought this is this is huge because you can put anything you want in it. You can put stories, you can put art, you can put little extra pages, and it can become like this huge atlas of adventures. Um, and I'm I'm a, really 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 like the master. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? I know you'd be surprised. Um, but but it's I spend most of my day thinking about the master and now I spend a good chunk of that actually being productive and doing something with those you know (laughs) with that huge chunk of the day um putting it into the pages of a book so that is that is the story of how the around the universe's worst planet in 77 years came about it's the best title ever i love it it's really <laughs> i think i'm trying to remember the, the the sequence of events here, but i'm pretty sure i saw the zine on twitter and i sent it to aim like aim this looks so fucking good <gasps> it does look so good we love the nice, master on you. this podcast we respect and love the master <laughs> yes and are frankly baffled by anyone who doesn't yeah that's oh uh... That's the thing. We want to defend him at all times. Yeah, the whole um, we liked it so much. I like I like the master so much, and now I get to write about him. Is essentially us starting a Doctor Who podcast so that we had something to do. <laughs> yeah, it's be- it's because you tweeted. This was during like end of twenty twenty, and you tweeted. Um, None of the Doctor Who podcasts have the right opinions. Someone start a podcast <laughs> with me so one has the right opinions. And I said, okay, well, here sure. we are a year and a half later. <laughs> A year and a half. And we've made something beautiful. Wow. Podcasting and zine making and other transformative fandom is the best. And that's that's that on on that. It 100% is. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about zines more generally? Because I feel like we talked about zines, but we didn't... Some people who listen to this might not know about the honourable storied history of fandom zines. Um, Because... So yeah, they they are the the um, bedrock of modern fandom. Yes, in many ways. I have many Um, many thoughts on zines. Um, I mean, evidenced by the fact I'm making one. But um, but if anyone doesn't know what a zine is, a zine is a fan made um book of content basically, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, they've been around for ages. And ages and ages and ages. But more it's recently sort of... with, with like fandoms and stuff, they've just exploded and become this thing that can, you know, you can sell for charity um, and everything like that. It, they, they can range from like handmade, very few copies to really swish productions, mm. um, which is one of my favourite things about them, just how, how grassrootsy they can be. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty I'm... sure... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they, at least in a large way, started with the Star Trek You fucking bet they did! It is you! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's also what they were um, first called zines, because obviously, I think like, so. before that, there were fan publications. I'm on the fan law page for zines. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I do occasionally look through these, because I'm always fascinated by a number of them. Um, but I just love the idea that it was like, keep circulating the tapes, but it would keep circulating the like mimeographed fan fiction in the 1970s <laughs> um and that one is also important because that's where all the spark yeah mic, you fucking bet um <laughs> i love it and they called it the premise oh we, 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 they believed in the premise 10 minutes into the episode we've started talking about star trek oh classic <laughs> classic Avon this is not a star trek podcast <laughs> well, you still need to put that on the red bubble mate it will i know i do 
Um, it will become a Star Trek podcast in 2027 when we finish watching <laughs> Classic Who. Yeah. Um, so yeah, zines, I feel like like modern zines are definitely more, um, I guess, produced is the word that I would use. Like, not in a bad way. Edited? But yeah. Curated. They're more intended, like, obviously, you. I assume you had to pay for them before, but like the way that they are made, you have to fund the printing of them, whereas before it was just someone would go to the library yeah. and photocopy, like a hundred pages mm-hmm. or something and go, I'm going to send this to my one friend and they're going to send it to their friend and then we're going to write letters about it to one another because it's 1972. <laughs> Which I, I am on a, yeah, I'm on a server at the moment, a Discord server for zines and the amount of production, especially the anime ones, right? The, like the nichest sort of smallest fandoms will put into their zines. They are absolutely insane. People, People go to like proper i mean i go to a proper printing company but like they will print it like a huge run of them they'll do key rings they'll do patches they'll package it up in like you know those corporate pr packages that are always like really glittery and like glamorous the amount of production that goes on behind the scenes into something like i'm i'm of the opinion that most you know the zines that i see are better than better produce than actual books because people really really go to town on them the other problem that i have is that um i genuinely am curious about this is like the the limited nature of fanzine production in the sense that like i got back into doctor who like two months after the barbara ian fanzine sold out and i will never <laughs> be able to access a copy of the barbara and ian no. fanzine oh I have so many I didn't thoughts know there was about a Barbaranian fancy. That, I, that passed me by as well. Yeah, and I, I'll never get over it. So I guess maybe we can just like I, I'm assuming it's because it's like you have to have a limited run of them for like cost reasons. But I'm also just like yeah. I want one. Well, this is something that could. I, I, I'm wondering if this would be a thing, like just having PDF versions. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for a different price. Just yeah. having PDF versions. I think they had available. it, but they said it was sold out. <laughs> What? How do you sell out a PDF? That is BS. I feel like it's that's not how the internet works. I feel like it's the threat of FOMO, right? But now we're we're like we're seeing the and I I, again I don't think this is in a bad way, but also with the increased sort of commercialization of zines, we have the increased capitalismization of scenes, which is a bad thing. It is a bad thing. I can tell you now there is no reason you put a, a limit on digital copy zines. That's just, oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's fine. I'll get a copy one day. Maybe someone will hear this and reach out to me. <laughs> maybe. I'll be talk like, to my maybe zine collecting be, friend. You'll be in the local British Heart Foundation. What? When I found those two Lethbridge Stewart candy jar books. <laughs> I've yeah. gone on, I'm on um, archive.org and there is a Star Trek zine archive on there, which I'm going to link <laughs> Nice. It's not just Star Trek. I'm going to put it in uh, heartwarming images. <laughs> Thank you. There Thank is you very there much. is another website that does fanzine preservation. I know this because I've been on it before. Okay. Oh my god. Sorry. I've gone on it and the website is like from. <gasps> oh, that is beautiful. That's so good. Are you are you on the Doctor Who fanzine preservation no. page? No. I'm. No, it's a Star Trek. One. It hasn't been updated since this one's going to go in general. I think hasn't been updated since two thousand and seven. Doesn't seem to link to any of the copies they apparently <laughs> have copies of. It just seems to be like a um index of existing whozines from the eighties. That's quite cool. Ooh, I want to okay. know: is that where people were arguing about where, like, like which companions were fucking in the eighties? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably also Tegan and Nissa. Mm. Now confirmed who, who else? Yeah. I know. Um, who else would have been fucking? People were just arguing Doctor about, and the Master, about what obviously. combination of the, well, of the yeah. fifth Doctor companions were fucking and they were like, Five and Turlow, probably. <laughs> five and Turlow, five and Turlo, probably. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging Doctor it. Master, Five and Turlow. Um, I feel like the Brig would get some action, yeah, but I don't know who obvious, Obviously the Doctor, because they're married. Um, we've established yeah. this. One one of our many things on the on the on the podcast is just just declaring unilaterally that all Doctor Who characters are LGBT, and we're right to say it, and we should yeah, right. say it more often. That's that's that is the premise of our podcast, if you will. <laughs> oh, 
I'm, I'm looking at the Star Trek zines. The, the cover art for A Contact Christmas is adorable. <laughs> oh, bless. It's just Kirk and Spock holding hands around a wreath and there's another one where they're in front of a Christmas tree. I love it. Um, so are there any other particular zines that you're a big fan of or are particularly in, in the Hoonverse? Because it's not something I massively follow. In the Hooniverse, um, I there are lots and lots. This is kind of an oddity with the Doctor Who fandom. Um, we're quite an old fandom, so we've been going basically 60 years now. Since the 60s, and yes. I have I have so many ideas and theories about this, but the reason why we have so many recurring, long-running like magazines and stuff like that is because fans have grown up with the classic series and then graduated to the new series in, in 2005, but of sort of the age the fans are now... It, they're going to be tipping 60 if they watch the, the first episode. And they've got a lot of free time. They really want to give back to the fandom. So what they do is start up a magazine and they do it regularly because it, it feels like a way of giving back. Um, so all the all the zines and uh, fan stuff you'll see um, from older fans is stuff that's going to come out every month or come out every season, like uh, Celestial Toy Room. That's the one I'm a fan of. Um, Celestial Theorem is, I think it's, is it every two months or every month? I can't remember. But um, it's like a alternative Doctor Who magazine that'll just, it'll literally accept submissions from anyone. If you have something interesting to write about, about any era of Doctor Who whatsoever, um, as long as you're a member of um, DWAS, which I think stands for Doctor Who Appreciation It certainly does. (laughs) It does. Um, they'll send one to your house and you can read it. And I've had one published, I think. Um, but that's one of my favourites because it's so consistent and it's obviously run by people who've who stuck around for quite a while and have a really big love of the show. Um, which is it's sort of one of one of my aims with this scene is um I'd looked around the Doctor Who fandom and there are zines going on. Like people people make zines all the time. Um uh, but they don't seem to be as many as as a fandom like I know this is new and massive, but Genshin Impact, for example, Does I will go Impact on my server every day. And, genuinely, I'm yeah. Like I I will go on the on the zine server and there'll be someone asking for people for another Genshin Impact zine. And there's the thing with the newer fandoms is they just explode with content. Like all this, all these people wanting to make something new. And like massive and cool, and the Doctor Who fandom has that, but we we take it a bit slower. So you won't see. You're gonna have to look for zines in the Doctor Who fandom basically because they're not happening all the time, and it's something that I kind of want to change because I've got a lot of ideas <laughs> and want to make lots of zines. That's very fair. I mean. I think, mm. I, I mean, correct me if I start going off base with my wild speculation, as I often do, but like, zines to me, I feel like in Doctor Who fandom, especially back in the day, a lot of the people who were contributing to it were like men in like curative fandom who wanted to write for the show and wanted to be yes. on the official side. Whereas weird, like, transformative thing where we were like, we don't actually want, I mean, I want to write for the show, but I don't want to write the things I write for fandom for the show. <laughs> the, not? the transformative fandom in Doctor Who tends to just post on Teaspoon and an open mind rather than start a zine, which is a shame because fucking would be good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right with that one. Like, I'm subscribed Maybe to. Maybe what the... you're doing here is identifying a hole yes, in the market. I'm subscribed mm. to the Watsonian, which is a Sherlock Holmes. Uh, like journal and i feel like we could get a lot of mileage out of a doctor who fan journal of a, of a similar ilk <laughs> where it's just going mm. please write us your Definitely. essays about why turlo is gay <laughs> <laughs> no are you i think i think that's right like um because you you'll look back at scenes um well you'll look back at the wilderness years for example they had was it virgin books had open submissions yeah which is now, insane that mm. is, is crazy imagine that today. in this day and how age much like sex do you think they I mean, had that's to how read to, to like get through that slush pile <laughs> how much word sex um mm. chameleon sex so like chameleon when people say precisely or frobisher chameleon is my dream gender <laughs> Frobisher porn. I don't like it. <laughs> PG, honestly. Apologies, apologies. 
Not to kink shame anybody who would have Frobisher. <laughs> I just don't like it. Can we get a Frobisher scene together? Technically, if you're interested in anything or anyone, you'd fuck Frobisher because you wouldn't know. Oh. But in my heart, I would know oh, he was I've a little pingu. Shape, so like, I, I know just... pingu isn't his, yeah. his innate form, but also his innate form is being a New York-accented private detective. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. But yeah, uh, you're 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 right about the open submissions thing. And again, it's like the 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 sheer confidence that society instills in like cis white male fans of Doctor Who that they're like, yeah. number one, I could run this show better than anyone who has been working in television for twenty five years. And number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> I will Basically. write my novel about. There's there's a bunch of weird shit going on in some of the books. Like whatever is going on in the, in the Virgin Adventures, like I don't know why they accepted it. Looms. Looms is lo- looms is good. Looms. Canon, 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 canon. Canon. I I know. I'm not distributing that. I'm just saying it's bad actually. I think we should do a loom looms. scene. Catherine, are you in for a loom scene? <gasps> I'm 100%. You have no idea how down I'm in. For I do. I, I'm Hang on. So shocked by the loom supremacy. Yeah, I do yeah. remember now. Loom actually, when I first got into the Eighth Doctor Adventures part of the fandom, there was definitely a lot of like creative juice being poured into it. But that was like like doing a complete conlang for Gallifreyan and like making a children's book of Zagreus, <laughs> uh, which I do own. <laughs> wow. I, I need to look at that. It has parallel uh, um, language with English and Gallifreyan. Wow. But yeah, oh man, we got it. We've got to muscle in on this curated fandom nonsense with our gay little. You do, fans. yeah. What? Well, well, what I was thinking of doing was like making like a like a Twitter account, so I could, I could just advertise all the zines in one place, and <laughs> oh, like, good. if we got like literally the zine hub, zine hub, yeah, zine matrix or mm. zine, I don't know. Mm. Taking name mm. suggestions. <laughs> the Zatrix. I feel like the Matrix would be a good name for our zine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm now very Your serious about this and hugely attached to the idea. Zine. Just like the zine where we have people sending essays about how Turlo is gay. Oh yeah, I'm up for that. Weirdly, what <laughs> my mod on my current scene suggested this idea as well. We, we need so to get if, in contact, if guys. If you want to get together and team up. I'm so down for that. It's not like I have enough to do in my life. <laughs> that's i'll write for it i do not have time to make something that is fair that is fair if you have a lot going on in your life then it is the best time to start a zine <laughs> as evidenced by me and exams <laughs> <laughs> well i'm a teacher so like <gasps> no <laughs> uh, the, the i mean please listen to our podcast now that you're on it but like the travails of the past year and a half on the both of us honestly yeah holy shit we are not the same people who started this podcast by a long way but there we are people grow and change unlike turlo and it's beautiful (laughs) aim really doesn't like turlo which is why i keep bringing all my opinions on turlo falling flat (laughs) i'm just i I feel like i've been mean to turlo a lot yes you have it's good i think he deserves most of it he does deserve it i think I think he's, he's the a little rat man. Womp puppet in fake. It's fine. <laughs> it's so funny. Just just hurt him. Oh my god. <laughs> the way that he hurts me when I have to watch him. You <laughs> yeah. still haven't read Scourge of Trion aim and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like Turlo though. <laughs> that is fair enough, I, I suppose. I, I, I think I feel incredibly conflicted. Mm. I, <laughs> I guess the only way to really keep you away from putting all of your work into the zine and overstretching yourself is to make it a Turlo zine. Just there you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst possible name for a Turlo-centric fanzine? Ooh, the worst attempted murderer. <laughs> We've got ninety seconds to think of a pun. Oh then. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's the pun limit. Shitty little rat man. <laughs> Shitty little rat man. That's all I've got. I'm trying to go further. Greasy so boy. Deeper into it. He is. Mm, yeah. He's he smells like boys changing room. His eyebrows are a different color from his hair. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just nagging on yeah. Turlo. We are. Does the carpet match and the he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> So 
sorry, everyone. <laughs> I feel like because we started this episode with like all of the important, like the the stuff that we we brought you on to talk yeah. about, Catherine, we're now just completely lost it. And I really like that energy. I'm <laughs> loving the energy cubes. in the studio. Yeah. Um, do you do you have titles for your podcast? Because you just could call it Tello's Pubes <laughs> and leave it. Oh, as the I wouldn't. I wouldn't do oh. something that obvious. But like, we do have titles for the podcast. Yes, our most recent we episode do. was Accidental Twelve Year Old Acquisition. Um, <laughs> I wonder how our twelve year old. I is do doing. wonder how our twelve year old is doing. I hope he's okay. I hope he's happy. Where did you acquire a twelve year old? Time from? fracture. Uh, time fracture. <laughs> oh, we went on an adventure and gained a child. Oh, uh, oh! Yes. I've tried to go three times and been denied every time. It's oh closed. no! So painful. It's closed now. It was so good. I hope it reopens somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, we've got some really great episode titles. I'm very proud of all of my episode titles. I see should be. I suggest some occasionally and then you put something better in and I can't <laughs> deny you. Well, obviously my all-time high is you. Dolly Mixtures and Racism, which was a very early high. <laughs> episode <laughs> 2. Three, but it was but our second happiness week. Patrol? No. <laughs> It's not even the happiness patrol. No, it was Tomb of the no. Cybermen. Um, we were making an, um, we were obviously. having a metaphor about pick and mix and racism in Doctor Who, <laughs> where you're trying to enjoy your pick and mix, but there's just a bunch of racism. <laughs> God, we are fantastic at podcasting. Uh, four is just oh, this is this is my controversial opinion in the Doctor Who fandom. Uh, four, the fourth Doctor to me is not enjoyable. Um, this is the spicy is... take we deserve on this podcast. Yeah. I would call him a little man, but he's actually quite a large man um, <laughs> that is annoying. <laughs> um, He just, he just, I don't know what it is. He's mean. It's because he's mean. You know he's what? Mean. That's so valid. Um, Ka- Catherine, once again, um, I, <laughs> I have long shared many of these opinions and I'm still very lukewarm on him. <laughs> He just doesn't. I feel like right. This is this is my thing. This is another theory. God, another one. But like, I think he's so popular. A because like he's conventionally okay, but secondly because he stayed on for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's exactly. got the nostalgia. If John Pertwee stayed for seven years and Tom Baker stayed for three. Oh, John Pertwee is objectively a better. John Pertwee he is absolutely is just the best. He's he is the best. Yeah. He is somehow the most gender of the classic doctors. Yeah. It's the velvet. Right. It's the velvet. It's the velvet. It's the vo- he has jokes. a very gender it's the voice. Consistent jokes about not being a man and you're like you're so right, doctor. <sighs> yes. Um, and also his yeah. obvious marriage to the brigadier, his and yeah. also his obvious marriage to the mm-hmm. master. It's a polyamorous series. Mhm. <laughs> God. This is why I, I would um I would definitely be up for a Master Brig Doctor Polyzine. Oh yes. <laughs> mm, I would love to do that, just, actually. Just a very domestic yeah. one. Oh yeah. my god. So I guess it's like the, the the way zines work, I feel like we haven't been very clear about what you put in them. <laughs> <laughs> just anything. Like they obviously, I, I, genuinely just, just anything. In the sense that like obviously there's like there's there's the fan fiction zines where it's all fanfic and like three pieces of fan art and then there's like the ones where it's more balanced and then there's the sort of art book zines um like that one adventure zone one yeah oh i know someone at the moment who's doing who's working on a sarah jane adventures (gasps) art scene oh my god like i've never seen a sarah jane adventures scene and i think it's groundbreaking it's had a bit of a renaissance recently based on how much I'm seeing of it on Twitter. Yeah. Is it David Tennant coming back, maybe? I think people are just into it because uh, it went on BritBox and they realised they could rewatch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And obviously there was the farewell Sarah Jane thing. Um, speaking yeah. of T- Tegan and Nyssa. <laughs> but yeah. God, now I just want to make a zine. What? Fuck. That- <laughs> exactly. This is what I how did you not? Do. How did you not realise that this was going to be the outcome of this episode you would end up I making a zine I just didn't think yeah. about it enough in advance because I forgot I agreed to do the episode of this day <laughs> that's true that's true I did have to go and check our messages yeah. to you check I wasn't me gaslighting you into recording tonight that was I think I'd been asleep a for lifetime like ago. hours when I messaged you <laughs> <laughs> could do a pseudo historical zine we can make our um our, our series that we are very, very slowly not working on. <laughs> That's so true. Zine. Working on it, we're not working on it at such a glacial pace. 
<laughs> I did start writing part of my World War One pseudo historical. Nice. You know. What's that for? Big finish. No, big finish that was uh, oh. my big finish one. Is I guess I'll cut this. My big finish one is one I started like, t- like two years ago, which is about a jewel thief who's going to do a heist. But little does she know that the heist is actually um, a trap for the other heirs to this empire. It's, it's complicated. I don't know that it's actually going to work in 5,000 words, but that's not the point. I stole the idea from the Imperial Rage trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing, fine. Nothing can fail as hard as my first attempt where I invented an OC um, and... <laughs> A Time Lord Renegade OC oh and God. Nice. genuinely submitted it. It oh, was it wow. was absolutely shocking. We should submit I've, one I've about the, our twelve year old that we accidentally acquired. <laughs> he should. Um, he had a Time Lord name. It was very charming. Oh, it was. But yes. Um, but I'm trying to get us vaguely back on track. Um, do you want to tease some of the stories you've got in your upcoming? Master I would scene? absolutely love to. Um, Basically, it's going to be everything and anything you can think of. Um, but some of our some of our stories include um, the master um, on his own campaign trail. The master. Ooh, in... ooh, 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 that's so good. <laughs> the master in Russia's answer to units in oh, the 1970s. My God. That's so 70s. good. Quotation um, marks, yeah. <laughs> 17th quotation marks, yeah. Um, Vaguely linked, well, very much linked to the uh, extended universe stories in I Am The Master, Tales of Renegade Time Lord, which is a brilliant book that you should read, by the way. Uh, Plugging that as well. But it's not mine, it's an official uh, BBC release. Uh, Another (laughs) story. um, Wow, I'm trying to think of them now. Um, Another story is the master travelling all around the world with a companion and uh, running nice. into a certain other renegade time lord, but not the one you'd think. Mm. Um, those are those are just a, a few things you can expect from, from so cool. the master scene. Um, and when I say we have talented artists on board, like that is just the understatement of the year. The the talent some of these people have is astounding um we've got basically we've we've tried to illustrate every decade but we've gone for something a little bit different that doesn't necessarily tie into the stories but is gonna is gonna (laughs) possibly make you laugh and work very well so if you want to see good art um look at look at azine for one look at the start of azine and look at the stickers we will also be offering (gasps) with the zine stickers oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're really in it. Oh my god! I just moved a bunch of stickers off of my desk so that I could record. So mm, I've got I'd... one that's a little cat with a knife that says "Be gay, do crimes." <laughs> we, um, I commissioned the uh, artist Not Mandip, um, the who you might know off Twitter and Instagram, uh, has a gorgeous style, like watercolor kind of. It, it's like it's like a kid's illustration book, just beautiful. Um, and we're going to be doing as many added extras as we possibly can. Uh, I'm going to cram as much shit into that package as I physically can. Um, <laughs> and oh, I'm I'm just gushing right now. Um, the the cover as you artist, should. The cover artist it's, is it's oh, beautiful. I came to her and she was like, "I've never been commissioned before," and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Are you joking?" Because like the line art and the and the colours and just the talent. The talent is astounding. Anyway, that's your that's your little preview of what we've got going on. It sounds so exciting. <sighs> yeah. It's I'm 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 possibly the most excited and I'm <laughs> I already know what's gonna be in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's available. When this podcast goes out, it should be available to pre order on our website. Um have... When is pre-order going up? Just pre-order, so right. we're aiming for uh, starting on the 1st of August and ending near the end of August, but we're not sure when. But there'll be there'll be Sweet. enough time for you to either pre-order it or possibly find us at a store at a convention. Um, nice. All these things are up in the air since <clears throat> June, but we're, we're aiming for quite a lot, basically. I'm it's it's it just looks so good. I'm I'm just here like I need it. I need it immediately. I love the master and I love zines. <laughs> so yep. it's like the perfect combination of things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I after this like this is this is like 
I don't have any more ideas. This is this is a peak idea. It's it's. I all give you room. about yeah. thirty minutes once this project closes before you find your next idea. Based <laughs> on everything about you, hyper fixated my way into planning out an entire scene. <laughs> Yeah, I, I say this now and like six months later I'll be listening back to this and I'll go, oh, she's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> working on another one, working on two more. I can talk about the special edition. Ooh. There's a special edition? There is a special edition. Um, We're trying, and we said we had big plans. Nothing's set entirely in stone, but what we're aiming to do is release at least two editions of the zine. So... You've got your standard edition. Uh, I feel like I feel like someone on telemarketing right now. Um, <laughs> you've got your standard edition. Um, gives you everything we put in there. Gives you fix. Gives you art. Um, gives you the absolutely banging cover. Um, and what we're aiming for is a special edition as well. So um, we've got a zine, but it's glammed up, um, embossed. We've got extra content in it. We've got stickers. We've got, at one point, there was plans for an audio CD. We'll see how that pans out. Mm -hmm. I'm not promising anything. Um, We've got extra content from artists. We've got um, possibly other special related scenes going with it. So so tinier, you know, paper ones, more traditional ones. Mm. And um, if last time has taught me anything, um, I will go astronomically extra on the packaging. <laughs> so um <laughs> oh there was this oh last time I I went a bit batshit um and got these beautiful like gold bubble envelopes um and I sent them all off um and I think some of them some of them got stolen in the in the post oh because God. somebody at the post office looked at them and went mm, that looks really nice like she's put all this effort into the envelope and I'm like I was slightly flattered and quite pissed off at the same time I mean yeah yeah um but yeah this I've only raised the the bar for for packaging this time around I'm gonna get so many this is incredible so many envelopes it gives me an excuse to just get envelopes that are shiny and metallic and bubbly and oh glittery oh I'm thinking about it now. Getting too excited. <laughs> no such thing. No such thing at all. Exactly. But yeah, the special edition is going to be mega. Absolutely mega. Um, one of the plans was, um, if everyone in the zine is okay with it, uh, we were going to get the zine and go to a convention that Sasha Dewan is at and give him oh, a copy. Oh my god. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Yeah, that's a brilliant plan. I love because, it. Because I don't know, some of like some of those working on it are just like, but he needs to know that he's loved. <laughs> and how can he know that he's loved if we don't give him a copy? <laughs> and yeah. We just That's the only way. Yeah. The only way to express your affection is via a zine. It's it's now my love language. Like I need to show appreciation <laughs> and I don't know any other way. So I'm <laughs> hopefully Sasha will appear at a convention autumn or winter this year um i'll send someone on a mission um they can go up to this table and i've i've like ordered them to record it because oh, oh, it just it just makes me so excited because like sasha i can gush about sasha for hours um but sasha is a role model in uh, like just in in the doctor who community he is absolutely everything i mean this is a man who has anxiety has mental health issues is really open with that as well uh has chronic pain issues and does all the shit that he does he does so many things and then he goes out of his way to be nice to be kind to go to conventions to treat his fans so well um and like when you when you go to cons and stuff uh, you think like compared to everyone else his his autographs and photos are so cheap and like in that's not the convention saying the prices at, at that point. It's Sasha going, no, like, I want people to be able to afford this. And, oh, he's just so incredible. Um, And to hear, like, like people, there are always going to be people who don't like characters and don't like stuff. Um, And people who don't like 13's era, um, I mean, 
quite an overwhelming amount of them like Sasha Dewan's master. But some of them like go out of their way to just be awful people and because he's someone with anxiety and he spends time on social media like it gets to me that he can see things and like there was this thing last year where someone was insanely racist in like his twitter mentions and like he tweeted something about it and like i don't know it was like i would jump in front of a gun for that man <laughs> not to see that comment right <laughs> yeah. i would i genuinely would um like so <laughs> when when i was when i proposed the idea of like getting the zine to him uh it was like this aggressive need for him to be appreciated and know that he's appreciated <laughs> um, <laughs> so I hope he sees it and goes oh my god these people have dedicated this much time to making this thing and it's really cool and uh, there are people out there who love and appreciate me etc etc um, he's lovely <laughs> anyway <laughs> this is the Sasha the One love cast we're renaming the podcast yeah, as yeah. it should be he deserves like, it he's history so boys good. onwards it's all bangers everything is big. it is yeah yeah like yeah. Uh, if you watch Iron Fist Iron Fist is uh, but Sasha I, he I got Iron through Fist. <laughs> he was in Iron Fist yeah oh he was God. in season 2 no one watched um, Iron Fist season 2 <laughs> Exactly. I don't think I even know what Iron it's, Fist is. I think this is past the by. absolute um like ugly stepsister of or, like ugly <laughs> like what what word am I looking for? It's the redheaded stepchild of the Netflix Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Uh, think like Daredevil. Huh. Like the do you know who the defenders are? Daredevil, like, but Daredevil. even more yellow peril. <laughs> but it's a oh, it's no. like this rich oh, white no. guy who's like, I am enlightened and I have special superpowers and he's a billionaire um, and he's really arrogant and spoiled and he's supposed to be a superhero and in season two uh, Sasha comes in and saves the entire show it was still cancelled but he's the best part about it like I I would watch Iron Fist for Sasha and that says a lot <laughs> have you seen the tractate mid-off because if you enjoy, if you enjoy feeling worried about Sasha Dewan the tractate mid-off is a good one for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving it. I'm saving it for a rainy day. It's very good. Yeah. And then you can watch all the other L.R. James adaptations and join me in my bizarre personal hell. <laughs> and make an M.R. James scene. Sh- oh, no, no, Abe, I am thinking about making an M.R. James RPG. Like TTRPG based on M.R. James. Wow. Rosie, I, I love, love you. you too. I've been in TTRPG drafting mode for some days. My brain is just like, hey, remember how you wrote an RPG this year? And I'm like, yeah, I do remember that actually. They're like, and it was really what fucking if you good. Wrote another one. But this one wasn't about the Arctic, it was about folk horror. And I was like, fuck, that would be really good actually. Um, yeah. I have, we are, me and Aim are both people of many hats. We have fingers in many pies. <laughs> most of the pies are a little bit undercooked uh-huh. <laughs> like on my end at least your love language being zines and mine at the moment is making pronoun celery for aim specifically <laughs> oh. Oh. would you just As, um, get a piece of I celery pointed out sharpie pronouns on it <laughs> no it's um my, my birthday present was like a felt cyber mat and a felt <sighs> celery brooch yeah. oh and I put the brooch on and then I realised I had my pronoun pin in my bag so we were going around time practice so I put my pronoun pin on my celery and I came home and I put it on my bo- my bookcase and so I had my pronoun celery <laughs> on my bookcase and at one point the pronouns um, fell off the pronoun celery but our 12 year old returned no, but they were returned <laughs> majestically it was a great time uh, when George was around at the weekend I was like do you like my pronoun celery and he just gave me this look of who are you <laughs> <laughs> what have I got myself into you have pronoun celery and I'm like Obviously. I think maybe the pronoun celery needs to become a regular feature on the podcast. You should make I it a it does. <laughs> I don't know what about. We have so many segments. Me telling people we about have our so pronoun- many segments already. Nice pronoun- we have the gay segment. I haven't got to do the mm-hmm. gay segment intro for so long because now that I just... It's because we watched a very straight run of episodes. Yeah. I just mean that I haven't said it. We've got some I good gay coming said it. Like, Mark of the Rani is an extremely boringly non-sexually charged episode except for the Doctor and the Master. Um, there you I go and the Rani herself do you sit by quoting the crunchy master going on your knees Doctor like where's the where's the joy in our relationship gone eh where is the where is the <laughs> segment um, impressions gone um, we'll, we'll need to I don't know go to couples <laughs> counselling <laughs> They're like, we need to bring the joy back into your relationship Rosie immediately repeat all of the podcast segments <laughs> 
And that's a little take. That's all it'll take is one really good on your knees, Doctor. (laughs) There we go. It's back. It's back. It's back. We have we we have a lot of lore that we've built up in this podcast that I think not. You should get a wiki. Fuck. We We should should get a wiki. Make make yourself Um, a wiki. I'm sure they won't stop you. I don't know if I could maintain a wiki. We already have to start a zine. (laughs) We can't start a wiki Uh, as well. Maybe the zine can be our wiki. <laughs> the reversing oh polarity zine. Maybe up. You don't have to maintain a wiki. Just put some random shit on it and and leave it there, and people will wonder. You know, I mean, the tard. God knows the Tardis wiki is um is not that our favorite <laughs> website. Have you looked at the Boris Johnson page on Tardis oh, wiki? Jesus Christ! No, I haven't. <laughs> Let me have a look. Genuinely, highly recommend it. Oh. What was that? People put like pages for like penis, boobs. <laughs> like yeah, but it's all in the past page, past tense. So it's like penises were. <laughs> Doctor Who ab- abolished penises. <laughs> oh no, he's in a comic. Why is Boris Johnson in the Doctor Who universe? Okay, but it's good. I promise. He oh, he's an Auton apparently. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. He dies. That is good. I'm glad. Oh, he's in an audio. I'm happy for him. How many things is he in? Too many, but yeah, More too than many. I'd like. Um, <laughs> there's like a there's a picture of him as like this like mechanoid rope like sixty it's foot bizarre, robot. That one. That is... Okay, I'm copying and pasting this on the Discord. <laughs> is is it going to be heart warming or is it going to be um, horrendous? Slightly horrendous. Oh, Actually. I oh, it went in general. I oh god. <laughs> I don't like looking at him. Oh my god, Britzit two four seven. Yeah, Britzit. When was the last appearance of Boris? Oh my god. Oh, there's a there's a link to Revolution of the Daleks. How did we get to this part of the podcast? Oh, I'm just trying to scan back through it in my brain. So we went from starting a reversing <laughs> polarity wiki to Boris Johnson with literally nothing in the middle. <laughs> wiki, Tardis wiki, Tardis oh wiki. Let me let me have a look. What what other disgusting politicians are on this wiki? I'm pretty um, sure. Um, I know Thatcher is because there's that short trip where the where the Fifth Doctor, in an extremely out of character move, stops someone from assassinating Margaret Thatcher. Jesus Christ, five. <laughs> I know too much about the short trips and not I, I, enough about like my profession. You know. <laughs> Kids will ask me, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were... Uh... happen in the Roman times? And I'll go, I don't know, but um, did you know that in the fires of Pompeii, Karen Gillan played a random priestess? <laughs> I thought you were an expert in all, all of, of human world history, history, but not in specific. <laughs> oh my god, I finally have Tumblr Blaze. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I had my first Tumblr Blaze a few days ago and it was for a random oh. book. I was disappointed. Oh, should... Theresa May's on here. Wait, 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 wait. There is there is a behind the scenes segment for Theresa May Fuck on Tardis really? Wiki. And it says, uh, in 2019, uh, excuse my language, John Barrowman went to 10 Downing Street <laughs> to celebrate Bird's Sorry. Night and learned Theresa May also watched Torchwood. Theresa May watched Torchwood. Yeah. I saw a that post is... on Twitter yesterday that did unfortunately resonate with me, which was like, just so you know, Jack and Yanto was just as poorly thought out and badly planned as Thasman is. It's just that it was 2008, so no, so it was as good as we got. <laughs> no one... And I'm like, yeah. I acknowledge this, but also Jack and Yanto are very important to me, so don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> God. They have they have moments across all three seasons that they're in. They do. Which is all three seasons of Torchwood that were ever produced. Yes. They never made any more televised Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh. It's a, such a shame though, because Miracle Day oh I'm going into it now, I'm getting sad. Miracle Day could have been so good. It could have. The concept could have, yeah. It, it, the concept is good like the horror element is good that they just had to put it in America I feel like they should have killed Jack if they were going to go for it with the immortality yeah that's why uh, that's my favourite episode is the plane uh, episode where he like dies pretty much dies on the plane because <laughs> it's the most excitement we've got from Jack in like four seasons <laughs> oh 
Just recast him at this so. point. I think that'll be fun if we just inexplicably recast um, Jack Harkness with someone who can act. Just some um, random dude as me. who looks I absolutely can't nothing like him. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Um, I mean, he turns I'm into the face cover. of Bo, so like... <laughs> some There must be an in-between phase there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the in-between phase would be. Yeah, if if he became the face of Bo, let's face it, he he could look wildly different, and it would have an in-canon explanation. So therefore, we should recast uh, John Barrowman with who though? That's the question. Just any any white dude, any just any dude. Any dude. <laughs> I'll do. Any dude. Jason Sudeikis. Do. <laughs> 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 I'm oh pretty God. sure John Barrowman hosted the Any Dream Will Do TV series. You know the competition. He did. Show oh wow. Made. Yeah, and then yep, he went yep, to Holy yep. City as the most useless <gasps> he man. He did. Oh, what a career! Yeah. I still feel like that that character was squandered because yes, he was useless, but I did like him. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying to Catherine that the last twenty minutes of the podcast is functionally unsalvageable, but that's fine. <laughs> We're having a nice time. We're making friends. Yeah, yeah, we are. We should we should have you back on the podcast for a real episode at some point. <laughs> yes, please join us. If there's any particular episode you'd like if, to speak about from Classic Oh, Who? yes. If there's any Dr. Master stories, especially if it's Castro Velva. <laughs> we can't Castro think we've Velva. done we Castro Velva yet. Into the schedule. I love Castro Velva. We can. I adore I've it. I've it. got encyclopedic knowledge of every like musical cue or whatever. Weirdly, like, I don't have this for any other episode. It's just Castrofalva. Well, Castrofalva So if you fucks, need someone so... to talk shit for, like, three hours. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> yes. You can try and make it longer than our Demons recording, which was three hours 40. Oh. Yeah, the Demons episode... <laughs> was it unwieldy. Somehow gave wow. me less trouble and also one than of our one best. and a half hour long Gunfighters episode that I'm still working on. <laughs> Anyway, very nice to meet you. Let's stop recording now. <laughs> oh, we need to do an outro. We haven't done an outro. We haven't done an outro. Thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. It has been a delight. Thank you um, And thank much. you oh, anytime. Is there anything else you'd like to... How can people get in touch with you or follow you or hear more about your project? Well, uh, I personally am on Twitter at Wheel of Cats with a K. Um, and the zine is on Twitter at at 77 years zine. Um, will be in pre-order stage by the time this comes out, so I hope you've been convinced by my telemarketing and will give it a look um, and maybe put in an order. <gasps> I mean, I definitely yeah. will. Thank you. Um, and dear listener, thank you for joining us once again for another Reverse Polarity. We'll be back, I want to say next week, but we're still in hiatus mode. <laughs> So hopefully soon with another regular episode. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at at PolaritiPod or at Tumblr at PolaritiPod.tumblr.com. Happy listening. (laughs) Happy listening. (laughs) I've forgotten how to end a podcast. It's been a long life. (laughs) 